Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey there, friends. Thank you so much for joining us again here at the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and I have Joy Michelle joining me today, and I am so excited to introduce you guys to her. She is from Annapolis, Maryland. She is an intimate wedding photographer and now YouTuber and educator to photographers. She helps photographers go from passionate to profitable through courses. Her Facebook group, Photo Boss, and coaching. She's married to a cute Colombian named Felipe, and together they have a little girl named Clara. In 2019, Honeybook and Rising Tide named her top 20 on the rise in the category of marketing. You are killing it. I absolutely love seeing your content all over the place. Your Facebook community is phenomenal. I love what you're doing there. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor and a privilege and you definitely make me sound so much more accomplished than I feel. So I felt great after that. I'm like, yes, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. So tell no, me how often that we get to hear all of our accomplishments back to back like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great when somebody's just like, and she did this and this and this, and she's great and fantastic. Not to mention she's gorgeous. And her baby is adorable. <laughs> like it does not. You guys, are the, you guys are the cutest family. I just have to say, if you're not following oh. her on Instagram, y'all, she posts these videos of Felipe and Clara dancing. And it's the best thing you have ever seen in your life. Seriously, you've got to check her out. It's the Latin blood. It's the Colombian, you know, dance mm -hmm. moves. I, I just sit there and record it because I'm a gringa <laughs> and there's no way like I, I want to join in, but you don't want to see that. You want to see Felipe and Clara breaking oh it down gosh. on the dance floor. That's so great. That I am right there with you. I can't dance. I can't. It's <laughs> I wish. I wish. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm really excited to dive in. So tell us a little bit about where you got started, how you got started, and how you transitioned to where you're at today. Yeah. Um, fantastic question. So um, I got my start in college, actually. So I was the forever creative, but not really sure where I fit into things person. And I was a graphic design major, actually. So I thought oh, wow. I was going to design brands and logos and packaging, maybe, or something along those lines. But along the way, I got engaged to Felipe. And so we started planning our wedding. And that was my first introduction into this like whole world of working for yourself, but being a wedding photographer. And that's when my heart started veering off towards photography. And I distinctly remember being in a graphic design class, but watching 
something about photography on my computer. And so that was just (laughs) beginning of the end. Yeah. It's like, I never turned back and, um, that's really where I got my start. And of course, uh, we got married, we hired our wedding photographer and she really inspired me to work for myself, to be a creative, um, and to really chase that passion. And so I ended up filing for my LLC and within about a year, year and a half, having a fully booked out calendar of weddings and, yeah, it was it was fast and it, education just played such a huge role in my business as I was learning and feeling like essentially I was just throwing so much spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something would stick right. and just not knowing what you don't know. And so I attended so many different workshops and hired coaches and took courses and read all the books. And then within you know, four or five years, I started thinking about how I could provide some education to people who would ask me these recurring questions. And that's where the YouTube channel really started. And after about a year of the YouTube channel, I got the idea to start Photo Boss as a more intimate community with maybe some people that want to dive a little bit deeper and then they could have a platform as well instead of it just being me on my YouTube channel. And that's really where Photoboss came to reality. And now we're a community of almost 5,000 photographers and it's just been so so crazy to see it. Yeah. Like it's just grown in ways that I just never imagined and better than I imagined because it's not just me. It's, it's other creatives as well. So it's, it's been a really amazing journey. And so now I, I do both weddings and service-based clients, but I also have an online business where I do coaching and mentoring and courses. So it's a little bit of both. And I love that variety in my business. Yeah, definitely. I love that. One of the things that you talk about a lot is the importance of education and using it to grow your business and how it really helped you go from not a wedding photographer to a booked out wedding photographer in 18 months. So tell us a little bit about that and why you think and know really the importance of education and building your photography business through it. Yeah. I mean, I cannot speak highly enough of being a lifelong learner and thinking to myself that there is no destination. Even now, I invest in my education the same way I invested in education when I was just starting out and I was just starting to build my very first website or publish my first blog post. And so knowing that that fast-tracked my success, that I could learn from people that had gone ahead of me, that had made mistakes that I don't necessarily have to make, has really inspired me to recreate that for my students as well. And so I think that just the importance of knowing that in and of ourselves, we're going to have a finite resource list of how much you can really grow, right? And so learning from other people makes it so that we don't hit that limit because if you're looking to yourself and within yourself, you will reach that limit much quicker. But when we're pulling from experts in each of these fields, um, we're really just going to have our potential to grow be reached so much faster. Absolutely. So if you... If you've taken, obviously you've taken tons of courses and you've read all the books. If you had to choose one book for a photographer looking to start their wedding photography business in the next six months, what would it be? Oh, I knew you were going to ask 
Got a hard <laughs> question. I so I have a resource list on my website that has a breakdown of my top three books in each category. So I have a marketing marketing category, branding category, um, finance category, and stuff like that. So people could check that out if they wanted to. Um, and I'll give you the link if you want to link that up. Yes, um, yeah, we'll definitely I would put say a book. Perfect. Yeah, I would say a book that I think every photographer and honestly, any creative should read at least once is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Because without a brand, without knowing where your place in the marketplace is and who you're serving and why you're serving them, it is truly going to be an uphill battle for the duration of marketing your business without knowing those things. Because you're going to just be shouting into the void. It's just so hard without all of those key proponents into your business. So building a story brand for sure would be my recommendation. Awesome. I've heard so many good things about that book and that's one I haven't made it to yet. So now that we're on a shutdown, <laughs> maybe, yes, maybe we will, I'll get time. to it. I'll get to, yeah. I might go to Joy's uh, resource list and be like, all right, this is my quarantine book list. <laughs> do it, do it. And I know Donald Miller also now has a, a like an online university. I think he calls it a business oh, university. Wow. And I've been meaning to check that out. And honestly, now with, you know, the time that we all have on our hands, I think that mm-hmm. I am going to, and I think it's like $300 for the year or something for all oh, of wow. his resources. So it's really affordable education definitely. when you have looked at what's out there. So something worth checking out. Awesome. I definitely will. And we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes so you guys can too. So if you don't mind, let me just give you all a little peek behind the curtain here. I don't give any of my guests like an outline. I just kind of go off the cuff. So she has no idea what this question's going to be. <laughs> So tell me if you would be comfortable, what would be one mistake that you made getting started that if you could like prevent our audience from making, you could let them know what that would be today? Yeah. I, early on in my business, I made lots of different mistakes, especially with investments into different kinds of advertising, honestly. One specific mistake that comes to mind was paying for like a full page magazine ad that was super expensive, not super targeted. I didn't have my messaging down. It was too early for me to even really know whether or not that was my audience. And spoiler alert, it didn't lead to any sales. And now on the other side of it, I just know that those really big print like advertising investments mm-hmm. are sometimes just not the best avenue to take as a small business owner, especially when you can leverage networking relationships and pour into other creatives and get referral programs going and really leverage social media. And there are just yes. so many other things paid and unpaid that would have taken my business 10 times further but I got caught up, I think, in just the glitz and the glam of being in a magazine. Being and a magazine, right. that was definitely, yes, yes. It was definitely a mistake. Very cool. I love that you're so open and honest, like with how you've been through this. This was how I did it. This is how I did it wrong. But, and that's how you came up with, you have a course called Hook and Book Bards, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So that's and how that's you kind of came course. up with, awesome. Well, and you're so good on video. If you guys checked out her YouTube channel, if you have it, you need to. If you have, you know she's amazing. And she has an incredible YouTube channel. How many followers? How many? They're not called followers. Subscribers do you have on YouTube now? 
Yeah, I think it's at 35,000 subscribers. That's um, right around there. That is amazing. So if you, okay, so here's the thing. If you go and check out Joy on YouTube and you fall in love with her, you need to go, if you're looking to become a wedding photographer, you need to check out her course, Hook and Book Brides. I've seen a little bit about it from Instagram because I follow you and just love everything you put out. So tell me a little bit about that course, how it came about, why it's the course for wedding photographers to get that booked out year. Yeah. So Hook and Book Brides is my signature framework for how I market, attract, and book my ideal brides and how I do that predominantly without spending money on marketing. Very, very little marketing ad spend over the past five years. And for the most part, I really rely on organic marketing, social media marketing, and content marketing. But this framework really brings it in a way that connects your brand to your marketing because so many photographers make the mistake of overemphasizing one or the other. They're either really, really good on their brand, but they're just not sure how to get that in front of new eyeballs and get that to be known and in front of new people. Or they're really into the marketing side and they think that's the only element that they're missing. And really, they just need to get exposure, but they're missing that brand foundation. And so it's a two-part course that takes you through with me on a video and there's a workbook and all kinds of bonuses. But Um, essentially it takes you through your complete branding framework and then how based on that framework you're going to successfully market yourself. Um, And my students have just had incredible results, doubling their prices on average. Um, I've had students go from charging $2,500 for a wedding to $5,000 weddings. It's just incredible. And and people just have just taken it and run with it. And I really cannot take all the credit because I've had some amazing bonuses from other experts in the industry that are included in the course that really help take it to the next level. That's so awesome. I think it's so important. And it's something that I talked about in a previous interview with Katie and that we'll talk about with another interview with my friend Jody. that the messaging that you're sending out to your clients is so important. And I think people get caught up in, well, if I'm narrowing in on, you know, my ideal bride or my ideal client or my niche, then I'm getting rid of all of these other possible leads when really, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's something that has literally been said in every interview I've done. When you get really specific on who you're trying to market to, you, you end up spending less time and money, like you said, trying to find the right person because you're, you're already talking to them. And if you bring in extra people, great. They were attracted to you too. But the message was for that one bride or one type of bride and it ends up selling every time. It's really counterintuitive and it's something that you resist at first. It seems mm-hmm. like you said, you're going to cut yourself off from all this potential income, but right. really it, it works the other way around where you don't, Some people might think, oh, then all of my clients are going to be exactly the same. And that doesn't happen where you can't pigeonhole your client into little clones of each other. So you (laughs) will still have great variance within your clients. But if you're not niche down, you're not memorable. And if you're not memorable, you're probably not booking. And that's what we need right now in such a noisy marketplace is to be remembered for something. And it's really difficult if we're just 
repeating what other people are saying, or we don't really know what we're about. We don't know what makes us unique and what our gifts are, our beliefs, and our core values. And I think now more than ever, especially brides and consumers want to have their vendors and people that they do business with share those values and beliefs. They really do look to the people that they're handing their money to, to be more than just pictures or be more than just that service. Um, And I think that's why your brand is just, it's invaluable now. And it's, it's not something that's up for debate. You have to have the brand if you want the success. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. So if you had to leave with one piece of advice, like if someone were to go take action today, what would be the one thing that that you want them to do today? Gosh, that's so good. So the one thing I think everyone needs to do is to find their community um, in whatever it is that they're doing as a creative. And I think education can be a great way to find your community. You can do that through a group coaching program. You can do that through a Facebook group like Photoboss or on a YouTube channel. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be paying for these things. Um, There are just so many valuable free resources out there, but I think it's so important to find your tribe and your community because those people are going to feed into you and help you and support you and become your referrals, really. And that's such a huge part of finding clients and lasting as a creative small business owner. That's so good. Okay. So I have three quick fire questions. So the first is what is your favorite business tool? Oh gosh, I would have to say HoneyBook for sure. I am I knew obsessed you were with say HoneyBook. HoneyBook. <laughs> That's awesome. And- <laughs> so tell me, so I talk a ton about Dubsado, but I'm getting ready to do another episode where I'm going to be comparing Dubsado, HoneyBook, and 17 Hats. Tell me why, because I've had a couple people already on here telling me that, why they love Dubsado. Tell me why you love HoneyBook so much, if you don't mind. Yeah, I love HoneyBook because it personally for me made sense intuitively inside of the platform. I trialed a bunch of other softwares and I felt like it just made sense. And it had all the tools that I was paying separately so many different monthly fees for. So I love that I can do all of my scheduling now inside of HoneyBook. That's something that they've added. If you've used it yet. I have, I can set up different types of meetings. You could do a 30 minute client consultation. You could do a one hour coaching call, and then you could have an hour and a half portrait session all set at different, you know, time blocks. And so someone could pick and look at your availability. There is no back and forth and they can make those, you know, schedule those times with you, which is amazing. Um, but truly it's, it's all the things. It's probably very, very similar to Dubsado. But I love the workflows. I love the automations, the tools where you put it in there once and then you never have to come back to it, Um, like email templates and tasks and reminders and things like that that just help things flow for me when we have so many repeat tasks as creative small business owners that we don't need to be repeating. You know, some of this is just not a good use of our time. Right. I love HoneyBook. I've I've been, managed a HoneyBook for over two years now. So I'm very familiar with okay. the program. And I do love HoneyBook from, especially from the aspect of it's very easy to learn. Like you can go in mm-hmm. and everything, like you said, it just makes sense. You're not having to like try to do calculus to figure it out, <laughs> which I think is one of the yes. hardest things when people come to me about Dubsado is it's very it's a much more difficult program to learn where HoneyBook is straightforward. Okay. You can like go in and you can start using it today and it work really well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense on the client side. Um, I've never had a bride or anybody say, I can't figure this out, um, which is huge for me. So I haven't used any other um, softwares in a long-term capacity. I've trialed lots of different softwares like 17 Hats and Mm -hmm. Pixify and stuff like that. Um, But I I can speak to HoneyBook and I can say that my clients have really said wonderful things about it, which means a lot to me as a service provider. Absolutely. Okay. So number two is what is your favorite quote? Oh my gosh. My favorite quote, I'm going to be so lame and quote myself, (laughs) but my favorite quote is why not me? It's something that kind of just came out when I was talking in a video about how I found success in my business. And I said that a big turning point for me mentally was asking, why not me? Like, why can't I do what I see other people doing? Um, And so it's kind of become a mantra for my audience and for myself. And so it's, it's just something I think I would, I would want to share. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. So last one, if you and I were grabbing a nightcap, what would you be drinking? Either red wine or a margarita. Ooh, all right. I like the margarita. I don't mind red wine as long as it's sweet, but I'll take a margarita, please. <laughs> On the rocks or yeah, frozen? Yeah. On the rocks with salt. Dang. Love it. Awesome. I all can right. make a mean margarita too. So if you're ever over, I will make you one. All right. Well, I'm making my trip to Maryland soon. <laughs> well, okay. Well, maybe anytime, not so girl. Soon. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as as soon as we're allowed to travel again, as we're allowed, yeah, you know, we're allowed to start getting out of our houses again. Well, Details. thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, semantics. Thank you so so much, Joy, for coming on today. I appreciate you so much. You guys, you've got to check her out. Find her on YouTube. What's your actually? What is your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is Joy Michelle Photography, and my Facebook group is Photo Boss with Joy Michelle. Awesome. And then on Instagram, she's Joy Michelle, but it's J-O-Y-Y Michelle. So there's two Y's in the name. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.